Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Why, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Get This Shit. My name's Cassie, and uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Sam. Hello. Hello. Hello, Governor. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, we just got done with uh, watching a softball tournament for our goddaughter. Yeah. Uh, they are kicking butt, and mm-hmm. it is... It is very difficult to watch children's <laughs> sports and not get emotionables about it. <laughs> well, especially um, if you have an umpire that makes some questionable calls. I mean, like, I never understood how, like, some people got into fights at different, you know, kids' sporting events. And I'm like, oh, I'll fight a kid at this point. <laughs> well, we don't fight the kids. <laughs> I mean, I know some kids. <laughs> I fucking, I'll find somebody your age bracket, bruh, and weight class. Train them up. Kill you. Yeah. I, there haven't really been too many bad parents, I would say. No. Uh, maybe some that were like a little, I don't know, overly like competitive but not i don't know rudely aggressive yeah i would say some of the other like on a couple not most but like one or two teams some of the coaches are a little bit aggressive and how they talk to the girls yeah like uh, they are between like you're here for constructive criticism right they're like 10 you or something so like they're just now learning the fundamentals but yeah. we get to be cool, aunt and uncle. Oh, and we and, uh, solidified that. Yeah, we did win <laughs> for a minute there. Uh, Samuel planned a very elaborate camping session uh, with our goddaughter and a friend of hers, of her choosing. So uh, we camped in their backyard. They live, you know, we live in Indiana, the land of... Uh, Cornfields. Plenty of boonies to be camped in. Yep. <laughs> so we uh, chose an area on their big backyard and we set up some tents mm-hmm. and we did some pumpkin carving where they made their jack-o'-lanterns into pumpkin heads. Yeah, they cut the hole in the in the bottom instead of the top. Mm-hmm. Then they made the hole big enough to where they could wear it over their heads. Yeah. And then Cassie, being the cool aunt, had the idea. Oh, because we also bunch of, bought a bunch of glow sticks. Well, stuff. you you were the champion of glow sticks. Royal, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, and cool aunt Cassie had the cool idea to stick the some glow sticks inside the pumpkin before yeah. they put it over their heads. Yeah, a little daft punk meets uh, headless horseman. Right, Delio. 
And then they got to smash their pumpkins they after. They did. They got to <laughs> smash their pumpkin heads. Oh, they also got to throw pumpkin guts at me. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, I mean, this is fine. And then it touched me and I was immediately disgusted. Oh, yeah. The you I, Like, I like digging up the goop. I don't yeah. have a problem gooping a Which fucking... Which is weird because I'm like, I'll draw and carve, but I don't want to nah. scoop out the guts. No, Absolutely thank you. not. What, the, what did I say to you about uh, fucking... Like carving the pumpkin. I like, I don't, that's not my favorite part. I don't like that shit. <laughs> like, you have to be too precise. You also have to be creative. And I'm like, look, I put some shitty ass triangles in. And then I uh, tried to make some teeth and a little <laughs> mouth. And uh, I accidentally punched in two of the teeth. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. You just gotta- I mean,. Yeah, I not not my finest moment. You're, I mean, you're not. I like, I mean, I think if you would just do it to have fun, you would have a lot more fun. But like, you're like, no, no, no. What I, is that? I have to win a pumpkin carving. <laughs> well, Mister, I know that you still struggle with it, but Mister, I can like take from my brain and put down on different mediums. Pretty much what I was thinking in my brain. And I'm over here like, why won't you work? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can also pick up damn near any instrument and be able to play it. That's because I'm autistic. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a bit different. (laughs) Everyone's autistic. It's called a spectrum, Cassie. You're not wrong. You're not You're not that special. (laughs) No, you're also not wrong with that either. That's too funny. We um we did get uh I softballing. We did get rained out yesterday. Yeah. So tis the season of monsoons in Indiana. I mean, we don't really know about monsoons, but no. My mm-hmm. goodness, I've never seen a ball field flood faster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I uh really, I we uh she had one of her softball girls camp with her, so we knew the girl and her parents so that was even yes easy peasy very comfortable and all that and we did uh, the hot dogs and s'mores and chili so we made chili dogs and then uh what they also had candy from a homecoming parade and (laughs) my goodness i we had hot chocolate and then sam made breakfast the next morning and we had waffles and pop tarts on the fire and eggs well, yeah, and you sausage and bacon the pop tarts yeah man egg, you... i'll never toast another ego the same <laughs> i demand i didn't even eggos. i didn't even think about it till i was walking past i forget what i was getting i walked past egos in the store and i was like oh i bet i could warm those up just the same way i do the pop tarts on the camp grill you got a beautiful mind, Samuel. That's why I stay with you. It worked out great. Yeah. A one. A one. They really did enjoy it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to yeah. have the, as much fun as they did. Yes. And they they have a trampoline and swing set and they have dogs and uh there's dogs next door that just, you know, come over and so they were 
having the time of their life. Oh, <laughs> Sam got magic fire. Oh, yeah. Turns the flames the cool colors. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, the and glow you sticking. stayed up late having girl talk with a couple of oh, nine gosh. and ten year olds. It was. <laughs> One of the funniest things. Uh, of they my said life. I wasn't invited, and I was like, "Oh no!" Sam was like, "Oh God, whatever oh, shall I do?" I'm missing out. And I okay, so don't tell anybody. All right, but and I already told their mom, so but their I can't voices, even get in that in trouble. But their voices carry in the yeah. middle of the night with nothing but nylon tent walls separating. Yeah. They're like, "Shh, I hope Sam doesn't hear." I'm like, "I can hear." I, it's everything. like I'm in bed. Right. Like yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam had his own little tent, and then um, we have a big twelve-person tent. You know, quote, 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 quote. But um, uh, we also have a king size air mattress which is pretty dope i will yeah. say and uh the girls decided that they wanted to sleep in the tent with me and one of them slept on the floor the other one made half the night on the floor and then hopped up in bed and i like i said more than enough room i didn't notice i like i woke up and was like oh hello <laughs> and uh but yeah, we uh, got in there and we brought snacks in. So we had some popcorn and Takis and more sugar of some sort, you know, just <laughs> all of it. And uh, we were chit-chatting and talking and they asked if they could, they wanted to sing Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. <laughs> and they really, they were, they said, we, we we were thinking when you were in the bathroom, like, since we're outside and it's like the weekend and stuff. And like, we were, we were wondering if maybe you would let us like say the actual words when we sing through it the next time. And I was like, <laughs> are you talking about the word bitch? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, that is just fine with me. I said, that is only a camp. That is a tent rule. Okay. Outside of this tent, you cannot, you can only use the language that your parents approve of. And then uh, uh, my goddaughter, she said, well, friend is allowed to cuss at home. You know, they don't really care. And I said, well, friend's mom and I didn't have that discussion yet. So. I'm going to have to talk to mom before, you know, I give you permission to just (laughs) curse like little sailors. All right. I said, that is fine with me. If you want to sing lyrics, I said, you cannot call each other things or use them towards each other or use them in a mean or derogatory way. And I was like, I'll jump on your ass if you do that. You got it. I said, and I'm old so I can say it. (laughs) So they didn't abuse it too much. It was a very cute and uh, they were just bitch ah say what I say. Like it was just so quick. Bitch ah say what I say. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I was around ten when I started cursing. Girl, I learned how to cuss in fourth grade. That's when we moved to Vancouver, Washington. And I like before that, uh, I cried when I took the Lord's name in vain. So <laughs> If that I was tells a church anything, boy, but I was never that bad. Bro, I cried the first time I ever said it. I was like, oh my God. 
I was like, oh my gosh, what is he coming? <laughs> I'm not getting in there. Where's the lightning? I'm not getting in. Like, yeah, it was a whole thing. And then turns out it was cool, man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it was fun. Yeah. But I, the weekend before that, we went camping. So we've been camping quite a bit, which yeah. I love. And it's great. And uh, we did get kind of a, a little bit of practice of some doozies and some don'tsies. <laughs> um, but we went gaming with a bunch of friends and their friends. So that was really cool to have a, a big old campsite like that. Because we've camped with friends before. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever camped with that many people. Close. We've been close when we had that tent city time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about, yeah, Emma's birthday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally, you're totally right. But any hoozles, we have been busy little bees. Got more busyness on the horizon. Um, I am one basic bitch when it comes to fall. So we are literally booked every weekend. This weekend. Until what, Thanksgiving? <laughs> I pretty much. Pretty much. Um, we are visiting Anne and Isaac, friends of the podcast. Mm-hmm. BS Reactor, uh, visiting them over the weekend uh, because it's long overdue and we miss them. Yeah. And uh, then we have our anniversary to celebrate. Yep. Uh, we'll be seeing the dollop yep. live, which yep. is pretty dope. Pretty, pretty cool. dope. And then we're going camping again. Yep. And uh, then we got um, birthday shenanigans yep. in Nashville. Yep. And then we got more birthday shenanigans yep. uh, for the end of the month. Yep. And I like spooky and season is just so next, full. And then the next week, uh, the is, next weekend is, is birthday shenanigans. Birthday shenanigans for Samuel. Wee. So uh, you guys will be there with us every two week step of the way. <laughs> All right. Um, but today, I do believe that Samuel has brought us some shits. Yeah. All right. We have a continuation, yes? Yeah. We were constipated last week. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get all our shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, for, leave us, Samuel. Well, first of all, I do want to warn everyone that this episode is going to be a little constipated as well. I did the thing that I sometimes tend to do is like as I get further in and write my script i find out that there's you research the shit out of it there's more there yeah uh so this is gonna be a three-parter again so enjoy the journey all righty <laughs> i'm ready that means i get to sit back and relax right and listen with you guys so um Skip i will say that uh for this my main source uh is the amazing podcast behind the bastards uh, hosted by Robert Evans, who talks about uh, bastards throughout history and uh, all the worst, how does he word it? All the worst people in history and everything you didn't know about them. Oh, love that. I love that. Yeah. I'm talking Way about go, like, Robert. Damn, yeah, market that shit. Right. Stalin's party life, Hitler's sex life. Uh, I don't want to know about that. Oh, he's so I, pathetic. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, I imagine it like, oh, what's his name from Wild Wild West? The guy that's in the wheelchair. Oh, uh, Loveless. Loveless. <laughs> yes. That's what no, I imagine. It's more like Elliot Roger. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. I think I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like yours better too. But I mean, at the same time, I don't want to see Hitler driving a giant mechanical spider. So. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's a mechanical spider. <clears throat> oh, he went French. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he spent some time in France when he was occupying it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, last week we were talking about Raoul Wallenberger, or Wallenberg, rather, not Wallenberger. Oh, no, I, it's my fault because I was dicking around with him <laughs> earlier. Would you cow me, please? Yeah. Thank you. I need a fidget toy because I'm a child. Um, hey, I need it too when you're doing episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was dicking around with them earlier because I was like, I've made a couple of uh, joke titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, even though yeah, I don't know the rest of it, but I know it was about, you know, Wallen. Wallenberg. Wallenberg. And like I have said every name but Wallenberg. <laughs> so that's my fault. All right, so Raul... Wallingburgton. <laughs> yes, Worcestershire. Uh, Worcestershire. Uh, so we were talking about Raul Wallenberg, uh, affluent, tall, rich, white guy who uh, decided to not be a dick about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we left off last week in 1935, and Germany. <laughs> yeah, and Germany had just passed a couple of fucked up laws. Uh, concerning mostly Jewish people, but uh, they also were nice and included people of color as well. I am man, God, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that year, God. Raul worked abroad and heard many stories from Jewish refugees before returning to Sweden. Um, Proud work. Yes. So the uh. So that was 1936. Uh, the next year, in 1937, his uh, mentor, Pappy Gustav. I'm sorry. Pappy? Well, his grandfather, Gustav. I just called him Pappy Oh, okay. Gustav. God damn it. <laughs> he was the ambassador grandfather who oh, yeah, taught yeah, yeah, him yeah, to yeah, be yeah. a world citizen. Probably not yeah. first name Pappy. <laughs> yeah. okay. He uh, passed away. Oh, sorry for your loss. Um, throughout the next few years, he tried and failed to start a few businesses. I mean, hey, don't we all? Yeah, don't we all? Uh, but being from a wealthy family kind of helps. He wasn't really the worst for wear. Sure. <laughs> um, Makes he sense. apparently wasn't really geared. Uh, mentally for managing all the minutia that goes into starting and running a business. Uh, mm, understandable. Which I think you'll come to realize more as the story continues. He's not a... He's, he's a, not a numbers guy. He's a <laughs> kind of a... Uh, his, all of his swings are big. <laughs> Is He's the big picture guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also his degree was in architecture, not like business management, so... He can build a better business. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this weird little thing happens in 1939. Uh, it's a uh, little Crazy. scuffle. little scuffle. It's called World War II. It started. Uh, turns out things Sponsored are getting... Sponsored by Hugo Boss. <laughs> right. Uh, and Bear. Uh, <laughs> B-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not bears. (laughs) (laughs) We the bears endorse the Nazi agenda. (laughs) That's why we had bear arms, man. Yeah, that's why. Take them off. Those communist bears. (laughs) (laughs) So as World War Three or three, Jesus Christ. Well, we're getting. I think you're just a little, just a little, just a little early. Yeah, just a little. Depending on when you're listening. (laughs) So as World War Two is popping off. Believe it or not, things are starting to get worse and worse for the Jewish people. Oh, God. And Raoul was concerned. But all he could do at this time was provide... Fight off bears. (laughs) 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 Rawr, 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 she-bear. No one understands you. (laughs) You think one of them was cocaine bear? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) There are no bears. Okay, you got no bears. (laughs) So Raul was concerned, but all he could do was provide support for a Jewish refugee family that he met when they fled to Sweden. Uh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, that in of itself is yeah pretty good. A You're pretty, decent, a decent human decent, being. Damn decent of you. Yeah, damn decent of you, but doesn't land you on a three-part episode of Get This Shit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, then Raul's uncle and godfather, Jacob Wallenberg, Introduces him to a businessman named Kalman Lauer. Bang, Kalman uh, Town. Kalman <laughs> now. Kalman <laughs> now. I just thought of that. I'm clever. You're very clever. Uh, so Kalman happened to be a Hungarian Jew. Um, Kalman Lau- Lauer ran an import and export business from Stockholm to most of Central Europe. Um, Now, Sweden was, like Switzerland, they were neutral throughout World War II. Okay. So I didn't know if I actually knew that. uh, Yeah, I I always knew Switzerland, and I teeter on the fence if I remember accurately about Sweden, whether they were or weren't. So now, as the war progressed, it became increasingly more difficult for a Jewish man, which Lauer was, uh, to do business in Central Europe. So, in 1941, Lauer made Raoul his personal representative. Uh, smart, smart. Yeah, because he is, like, oh, so white. Uh, like, oh, so white. Oh, my God. I'll, we'll put pictures up. Yes, I can't wait. Um... It yeah, he's a whitey white, 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 Whiterson. Swedish Whiterson, yes. <laughs> so like I said, yeah, so he's Lauer's personal representative. Uh now Lauer had extended family still in Budapest. So Raul would frequently go there for business and to check up on them. Sweet boy. Yeah. Um, another thing that happened in 1941 was that Wallenberg saw a movie called Pimpernel Smith. What? A movie called Pimpernel Smith. Pimpernel. Yes. Okay. It was a British anti-Nazi propaganda film. So, okay, this is going to be a dumb question, but like... There's good propaganda? Yeah. Or is it anti 
propaganda. It is propaganda that is anti-Nazi. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying I'm against anti-Nazi <laughs> shit. I'm just saying... Propaganda is essentially like content that you produce that is biased towards your message that you are trying to enforce okay. through the content that you produce. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're, it's not an objective lens on something if you're... Well, you know. sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so someone else had that question. <laughs> so British anti-Nazi propaganda film. In it, the main character, Professor Smith, saves 28 Jews from the Nazis. So Wallenberg saw it with his sister Nina, uh, I believe the same one who labeled him as, quote, the anti-snob that we Aww, talked about in the first yes. episode. Um, she later said, quote, we thought the film was amazing. When we got up from our seats, Raul said, quote, that is the kind of thing I would like to do. I feel you, Raul. <laughs> I feel you, man. I, I'm i pretty sure Sally and I have talked about this. <laughs> Can't save everyone, Kathy. Oh, uh, but watch me. <laughs> Can't even civilize everyone. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, that was a... Uh, um, a point of contention at one point I was trying to civilize people who can't be tamed I mean you're yep. everybody you're... mind their manners around me <laughs> you, you better mind your manners ooh mind your manners <laughs> cause if not hiya I'm gonna get you. She gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> God, you call me. I, many people, not just you, but many people, call me the manners police. You've gotten better. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, there when was you're a around. <laughs> you're hilarious. Thank you. All right, so Raul is like, got to do something, man. Yeah, so Raul is working for Lauer and is taking business trips to Germany and also occupied France since they Oh, like, just like, hey, I know things are weird here right now, but Well, like, since they were Swedish, they... Uh, were um, they just, like, free to be, like... They were neutral, so, I mean... They like. I mean, they, I can't they, believe that Nazis didn't harass them. I mean, Nazis were kind of hard up for resources, and the Swedish people were willing to sell to them. I mean, I, I mean, they also sold neutral. shit to the Allies as okay. well. So, you know. well, all right, that is neutral. That is, um, that's what we call girl bossing. That's what we call war profiteering. Oh, oh, yeah. Never mind. We do not call that <coughs> yeah. girl bossing. <laughs> that is the exact opposite of girl bossing. So he's taking trips to Germany and occupied France, uh, and he is doing as he is doing this. He is taking note of all the bureaucracy and administrative of shit that Nazi fascists go gaga for. Oh my god. He's like, and then I, you'll never guess there was a drinky bird. Like <laughs> my best Swedish-ish accent I've that, that was that was that was pretty stereotypical, decent. I think though. Yeah, it was decent, a bit but... rudimentary, but it was, you know, it didn't go Jamaican, so <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> so yeah, like the Nazis, they're all about like 
everything has official forms and like it's all like regimented it's all Ugh. strict structures authoritarian and as you like, see here you must complete forms as through <laughs> well it's also important to keep them in line uh because if all you have to do and is follow orders it leaves little for you to question if yeah. you are fine with following orders. So there are strict regimented like command structures and sure, administrative sure. controls and bureaucracy and all that stuff. Sure. So Raul takes note of this and uh, maybe foreshadowing might come in handy later. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. Mm. So like I said, Raul's taking free, frequent trips to Hungary so let's talk a bit about Hungary during World War II. Um, you know what, Samuel? I think you'll be surprised to know that I actually know quite a bit about oh, yeah. Hungary. No. <laughs> I don't know anything about um, I hear that they're fantastic at frying different foods. So. Uh, yes, I have heard that as well. So what, what, yeah, what was going on over there during... Uh, our drama. <laughs> so, I mean, it was their drama, too. Uh, they're right. Oh, next yeah, they do. They do be up in that regions. Yeah, they're like right next to Germany. And they said, <laughs> oh, hello, friend. Don't worry about coming over here. You just go that way first. <laughs> so go to your to your never eat so West. <laughs> you like you like yeah. that? Yeah. Never eat soggy waffles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So during World War II, although they were not officially part of the Third Reich, they were allies with Germany. Uh, I mean, they little. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they also... Not like, that's okay, who, hungry, you get a pass. No. But, like, but luckily for them, they often do historically get a pass because everyone focuses on the shit that Germany did. No <laughs> oh one thinks God. about hungry. <laughs> Everyone's like... Don't do it again. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they <laughs> did do it again ice, because hungry. they allied with the central powers in World War One as well. <laughs> they don't have a good track record when it comes to being on the right side of history <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> but shame. Shame on you. Shame on. Fool me twice. I, can't get can't, fooled again. <laughs> can't get fooled again. <laughs> so Hungary's leader was a man named Admiral Miklos Orthy. Oh my goodness. Ugh, must have be of our offspring. Yeah. Miklos, Miklos. not Mikolas. No, I call him Miklos. Oh. <laughs> he has many names, Samuel. He, he does. He definitely does. So Malipnos. since Miklos. <laughs> yes, I also thought about Miklos as well. Miklos. Uh, so in Hungary, since they were allied with Germany, they passed similar laws to the Nuremberg laws. Fucking sheeple. Yeah. Uh, Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. L7. Weenies. Uh, Jews were forced to wear yellow stars, but were not sent to concentration camps. Uh, well, how kind. Well, I mean, they not... At the start, they work. Oh, they oh. work their way up to it. Yeah, sure. What you mean? They did something they said they weren't gonna do. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> so at the start Good. of World War 
two. I got it right this time. Uh, so at the start of World War Two, Hungary had about seven hundred thousand Jews living there. So, uh, okay. So, yeah. No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, well, I'm sorry, in 1941. Okay. I'm not sure how many at the start, because uh, a lot of uh, Jewish people fled after, like, the discriminatory laws were passed. Uh, yeah. In, like, 1938, I think they were passed in Hungary. Uh, well, uh... So, in 1941, Hungary had about... Uh, Oh shit! Rewind. Okay. Uh, sorry. Fast forward to early 1944. Okay. So we're skipping ahead a couple years. Raul's has been liaisoning for Lauer for a few years. Fast forward to 1944. Okay. okay. Hungary had about 700,000 Jews living there. Okay. Which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's. A larger amount. Yes. But they were about to be the most severely attacked Jewish population in Central Europe. Cute. This is because in early 1944, Germany had pretty much figured out that they weren't going to win the war. So they figured they'd take it oh. out on the Jews. Cool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Real good sportsmanship type losers here. Wow. I mean, I already knew this, but it's still upsetting every time. <laughs> well, it should be. It means you're a good human being. <sighs> Thanks. So, Admiral Horthy was not a great guy, but he was an intelligent opportunist. Opportunist? Opportunist. He, he opportunist all <laughs> I, over I the added place. It, it, it. <laughs> I edited it. I edited it. Who's the comedian? Pete, Pete Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. Look it up. Edited it. <laughs> Uh, but he was an intelligent opportunist. God damn it. <laughs> intelligent opportunist. Okay. He knew that the Nazis weren't going to win either. So he tried uh, to pull out of the war and end his alliance with Germany. But long story short, no DJ. No dice. Uh, no DJ. <laughs> oh, my God. Was Hitler like, oh, friend? That's not how this works. Blood in, blood out. Uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Germany invaded and occupied Hungary you on, silly little goose. on March French. 19th, 1944. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, well. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least. <laughs> they did, it wasn't an occupation like it, like conquering them, but like. Sure. We can throw your government now. Yeah, and like we're gonna keep our troops here so yeah. they can continue on to the front. And, and blah, you blah, can't blah. do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't depose Admiral Horthy. They left him in power. Horthy. But he was ordered to put a bunch of Nazi aligning people in powerful positions in the government. Makes sense. So he was in charge, but a lot of other like people with a shitload of pull were put into position so oh for sure so if he wanted to back out or you know do... checks and balances and all. <laughs> yeah so yeah. if he wanted to back out or do something fucked up that germany wasn't gonna like they would essentially tie his hands sure um so this... fuzzy handcuffs or no nothing fuzzy oh, okay nothing fuzzy 
Not even the bare arms? No. Mm-mm. Have you ever seen a chimpanzee shaved? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yeah, kind of picture that. Uh, so this marked the beginning of a Why meth. Why would they shave a chimpanzee? Uh, sometimes, well, unfortunately, animal testing still exists in some places and some companies. But also, if the chimpanzee gets sick and or has a skin condition, or sometimes it just it's necessary. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't understand how this applies. Oh, because uh, I was like, what? Why a chimpanzee? Oh, because you said fuzzy handcuffs, and I said nothing fuzzy about the situation. Uh huh. Oh, I assumed you were like, no, 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 chimp. Think of it like shaved chimpanzee. Yeah, because they're terrifying. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant they released a shaved chimpanzee. <laughs> Where in the in the middle of the Jewish ghetto in Budapest? <laughs> I in certain places. <laughs> I mean. I, release the chips. Torture. Release the chips. <laughs> they used to put rats in a bucket and put it on your head. So come on. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> it was me- metaphorical chimpanzees, Cassie. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta I- tell me. <laughs> We're talking metaphorical primates. Oh my god. All right. So, this marked the beginning of a mass deportation. Of chimpanzees and bears. (laughs) Oh, no. Let me guess. The poor fucking Jewish people. Yep. So, by July, around 440,000 Jewish people had been deported. Most of... Uh, most of them, and by most of them, I mean around 320,000, were sent directly to Auschwitz. The number is yeah. absolutely astounding every time. Yeah, a lot of them, I'm going to say all but maybe a few didn't make it out, if any made it out. Uh, astounding. Flabbergasted. So, the word of this got out in, you know, July of 1944 or roundabouts right there. And then, so, they figured, uh, as word got out, the U.S. figured it was finally time to say, hey, not cool, guys. Oh my gosh, I thank God. And here we come to save the day. Yeah, let's do something about this since we're the world saviors. Uh, so the world's police. <laughs> so the U.S. sent a man named Ivor Olson, who. <laughs> you're right. I'm all right. I'm good. That one got you. Yep, Ivor. Ivor. I v e r. Still is bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ivor Mecton, you got it. <laughs> So, Son of a bitch. Ivor Olson. Ivor Olson. Uh, who was a member of the War Refugee Board and was also a secret member of the OSS. Oh, we've got ourselves a dick spy. <laughs> he was sent to Stockholm, Sweden. 
His mission was to find someone who could speak both Hungarian and German. Okay. And someone who was willing to risk his life to save Jews from Nazi extermination. Uh, okay. <laughs> A few contacts later, and he meets uh, uh, Kalman Lauer. Who then introduces him to our boy Raul. Not my man, Raul. What are you talking about? He saw the movie. He wants to do stuff. Yes, but he's not He's not a good guy. Who, Raul? Yeah, no, the other guy. Oh, the OSS guy? Yes. No, the U.S. sent him to... I mean, OSS is full of dicks, but the OSS, the, the, not the SS... The SS was Germans. The OSS was the precursor to the CIA. Uh, the CIA. Okay. <laughs> yes. He's on a mission to find someone who's willing to risk his life to save Jews from Nazi extermination. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was a double crossing moment and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm listening. I just, I don't know that I'm hearing. You're right. <laughs> So I was just worried. So Common Lauer introduces him to Raul. All right. Ivor Olson presents him with this opportunity. And Raul You want to do something for your country and for people of the world? Yeah, pretty much. Raul jumped at the chance with zero hesitation. Red pill or blue pill? Which one will you take, Raul? And on July 9th, 1944, he arrived in Budapest as the secretary of the Swedish embassy. Now, this was just a title given to him to make his presence official and legitimate. Gracie Lou Freebushing it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. His like whole mission was to like it was pretty much an open concept to do whatever he could to save as many people as possible. All righty. Now, Raul did have one condition before he accepted the job. He would only take the job if he could do whatever he wanted without having to run stuff by the Swedish ambassador or anyone in the Swedish government. <laughs> All right, so he's not afraid to get sketchy with it. No, God, no. Uh, <laughs> so apparently the government didn't think that this possible, and as we come to find out, actual, loose cannon no. <laughs> could make anything worse. <laughs> oh, because they oh. accept it. Well, let's think about this. It's 1944 Hungary. That's Oh, my. It can't get much worse. The world is his oyster. <laughs> so he's like, fucking cracking knuckles. Let's do this thing. Leroy Jenkins style. The right? less you know, the better. Right. Now, on July 7th, which was two days before Raul arrived, uh, Admiral Horthy had halted the deportation of the remaining Jews in Budapest. Once again, not because he was a good dude or super baller human, but because of a shitload of international pressure that told him when, Ger when Germany loses and you are still being complicit with the genocide of the Jews in your country... It's not going to be a good look. You fucked my boy. <laughs> yeah. You fucked my boy. 
So that's good, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Uh, but everyone knew it was temporary because Nazis are nothing if not persistent. I did not see that coming. <laughs> so Raul was hoping that they could just run out the clock till the end of the war. But, sure. you know, try to keep the you know, Jews who were all pretty much all confined to one ghetto um, as safe and secure as he possibly could and just like run out the clock. You sure. Know? But at the same time, he also wasn't going to waste this halt in the action either. So Raul opened up a diplomatic office in Budapest and proceeded to staff it with 400 Jews. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They can make some freaking money and help themselves. <laughs> well, now the Swedish government only gave him so much money to work with, so he actually couldn't afford to pay them. <laughs> well, a girl can dream. Instead, he told them to take off their yellow stars because now they are under the protection of the Swedish government. Uh, so they That probably meant a lot. Yeah, so they wouldn't be deported and they would be harassed a lot less because like he had them take off their yellow stars and like essentially put a badge with like the Swedish flag on them. Um, the next thing he did was to start handing out these things called shoots passes. These were I'm sorry, shroot bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shroot bucks. Uh, redeem these for four beats. Uh, for four beats. <laughs> So these were a new type of Swedish passport. Oh. And if you got one of these, you were protected against deportation. They'd Amazing. Be, yeah. They would be like, well, you're Jewish. Yeah, but I'm Swedish Jew. Here's my passport. I have identification. I got a shroot buck. Yeah. So he was allowed to issue 1,500. Wow. Yeah. Um, he asked to increase that to 4500 Well, yeah. Uh, but eventually just started printing them like Monopoly money without asking anybody. Fuck <laughs> yes. That's the type of fraud I like to right? see. He was like, I don't That's give a shit about your rules. <laughs> I, got, I got, if you remember last episode, he got robbed and tossed in a ditch and his takeaway was to carry less cash. Like, Literally. <laughs> I'm going to keep The brightest side of yeah. things, ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, what are they going to do? Uh, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Come so, after <laughs> me, motherfuckers. So Wallenberg, being an, he was an artist or like doing art before he got into architecture. Or that's the reason why he got into architecture. Um, actually designed these passports himself. Fancy. Yeah. He did so using his knowledge of the Nazis' love of bureaucracy and authority. Remember? Oh, my. So he made them blue and yellow, the color of the flag, uh, and put a garish like Swedish coat of arms that was huge and front and center in it. 
just fucking ugly. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, super proud. Oh, yeah. And then loaded these fuckers up with as many arbitrary stamps and signatures that he could oh, fit. Oh, my God. So he is the maximalist to their minimalistic bullshit. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> these stamps and signatures mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> so they're just on. They're on there, but <laughs> but like it <laughs> what they did do is they gave these passports the most garish, gaudy bombastic appearance possible because Raul knew that like German Nazis and Hungarian Nazis and these fascists would look at that and go oh my god that's super duper official because it has all these stamps my (laughs) god they're like wow this has really been through some red tape over here oh yeah he is a bullshit masterpiece artist (laughs) Wow, talk about selling ice to someone who lives in Alaska. (laughs) Like, my goodness. Yeah. I'm selling pigs to a hog breeder. (laughs) He made the (laughs) multi-pass. Lilu Dallas, (laughs) multi-pass. It's a multi-pass. They get it. It's a (laughs) multi-pass. Uh. So, yeah, he knew that it would make it look super, super official. And it is estimated that he (laughs) Hello. It is estimated that he handed out over 20,000 of these passports before the war ended. That's amazing. And our boy Raul is just getting started. Oh, you liked this? Wait for my next trick. Oh, yeah. But you will have to wait till next episode to hear the rest of his amazing feats of heroism. You're leaving us in a Wallington Burger Meister (laughs) clench. What's his name again? Wallenberg? Wallenberg, man. (laughs) Shit. It's a white-ass name. Like I should be able to remember that. But I will not. He will be Wallenbergman <laughs> Jensen Lichtenstein. Surprised you haven't called the one thing you haven't called him yet is Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> Wahlburger. I heard someone called Worcestershire wash your sister sauce. <laughs> oh my god. The Horchestershire sauce. Yeah. I've heard that. All right. Well, damn. He's just over here. Oh, it gets so much crazier. I just, but I this so this one is a little bit shorter of like a uh like when I take a single yeah, it's the episode. Midi. But like I can't find another stopping sure. place because no, I feel like that. from here it just goes off the fucking rails. It it's, fucking goes into fifth gear. Oh Don't yeah. stop. Oh yeah. I love it. It's like well, he hit. It's like it. a Fast and the Furious movie, and he hit the NOS button, like <laughs> <laughs> the NOS button, the double clutching, granny <laughs> shifting, granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. Oh my god! Yes, the 
I don't know who wrote the first Fast and the Furious movie, but it is so... I think it was uh, probably a shave chimpanzee. He's pretty angry. But I remember watching it uh, as like... I think I was 13 when the first one came out. Gross. Don't fucking say that on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then like when I like got older and learned about cars and rewatched it. I was like, oh my God, almost everything they say in this movie is wrong. <laughs> like when oh, well, it comes to cars. This means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. All right. Well we'll be back with the Wallenberg finale. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to know um what other type of fuckery oh, yeah, Raul the, introduces. The lights just get bigger and bolder, man. I love it. <laughs> and I, he's rich white guy. Yeah. Nobody's asking questions. Oh, huh? I mean, people ask questions, but we'll see, how it plays out for, we'll see how it plays out for smooth him. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, well, see me? I think it's that time of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get that shit for you guys. Hello. So uh, this week uh, we have a local to us, but also available online uh, store called Killer Queer. Oh, she's a killer queer. Yes. <laughs> Killer Queer. Uh, this is actually a fan submitted. Oh. Uh, get that shit. Um, uh, Abby, our friend of the podcast, uh, submitted this because uh, Killer Queer is owned and operated by a couple of Midwest gays. Love that. Yeah. Um, you can find them on Instagram and TikTok at N-D-I-N-D-Y Killer Queer. Uh, Killer Queer is owned and operated by a couple of Midwest gays that don't really get into identity politics, but think that the most radical thing we can do in this political landscape is to find joy in everything that hurts, uh, to laugh at ourselves and, of course, at other people. Sure. So, if you are a fan of beautiful mugs <laughs> that have, with beautiful script on them, the word cunt, or yeah. decorative zodiac grandma-like plates, <laughs> or if you want a macrame plant holder, killerqueen.com is where you need to go. They have... So many different items. Um, We have a mug of that is cheetah print that says bisexual tears. (laughs) Uh, There's one that says number one butt. Well, yeah, I I love it. I love it. Talking about my birthday present. Yes. Um, cunt mugs run you about fifteen dollars. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super affordable. They do have like coffee mug and they also have like teacups. They have stickers because you've got to have stickers. What else am I going to put on my water bottle? Exactly. How else will people know what kind of person uh, I am if they can't look at the stickers on my water bottle? Absolutely. 
absolutely it tells it tells a lot about a man yeah what kind of stickers he puts on his water bottle and laptop i yeah. think yeah 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 yeah. uh there is a really cute girl boss mug that i'm gonna have to get adorable <laughs> i need it we got our macrame we've got plant holders there's a i think it's a sticker it says pussy antenna I love this. <laughs> yeah, we've got potholders. I yeah, guys, just come on over to Killer Queen. Killer Queer. Killer Queer. I have a Killer Killer. Yeah, sorry, that's my fault. It is. It is. Killerqueer.com uh, on Instagram and on TikTok. Find them at indiekillerqueer.com. It's dot com. No, I said that wrong. Just <laughs> at Indie Killer Queer. So Killer, okay. let me get, let me see if I can get it. Killerqueer.com. Yeah. And then Instagram and Twitter is at Indie Killer Queer. Boom. Thank you, Samuel. Sweet. That's why I keep you around, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why our overlord, Kaylee, has a, uh, deemed, allowed. Deemed my existence. Yes, deemed your existence. Yes, your continued existence and participation. And uh, we thank her for that oh great overlord kaylee we thank you we thank you and we thank you the listeners Uh, for listening to us yes (laughs) thanks for coming back we appreciate you uh you got anything my dude no i think uh yeah Uh, that's about it love people and don't be dicks Mm. yeah man so while you're out there not being dicks and you're uh, buying cunt mugs for everyone this season uh, you can find us on all the different streaming platforms make sure we are in your earballs while you buy these filthy wonderful mugs Uh, (laughs) Podbean Apple Podcasts Google Podcast. Uh, if you want to see awkward shenanigans, visit our Instagrams uh, and our YouTube's channel at GTS underscore podcast. If you are there, please like, follow, subscribe, do all that stuff so we can continue to grow our shit for you. Check out our link tree. It has our episode resources, website, and much more. Give us a holler if you have a small business you want to hype or a uh, subject that you don't want to do homework on. You can send your shit to getthisshitpodcast at gmail.com or uh, DM us on Instagram. Yeah. At GTS underscore podcast. Or if you just want to say hi or. Yeah. Tell us that something's annoying. Yeah. Engage with us. We have many opportunities uh, coming our way. And uh, uh, there's some exciting stuff in the works. So let's hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. But other than that, enjoy the uh, spooky season as oh, it kicks yeah. off here. I hope that you get all the pumpkin spice and apple cider whatevers. If your heart so desires. And, uh, yeah. Don't torture yourself by watching debates. Don't do it. <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't doing it this year. So, take care of yourself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 
You got anything else, Sammy? Nope. We love you. All righty. Well, love and light it on fire. Bye, guys. Bye.